An ancient creature called Rawhead Rex is awakened from its slumber near an Irish village and goes on a rampage, killing anyone in sight. Join us as we review Rawhead Rex. Slashers and Screamers. I am Billy Graves. Of course, this is a Slasher Sports production, so look us up on the Twitter machine at Slasher Sports, on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok at Slasher Sports Media. I'm not going to waste any time. Let me get my co-host in here. First of all, you know him as the Memphis Menace. Rick, what'd you think about this movie? I thought it was uh, it was cheesy, but it was fun. The greatest thing of all time? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> I wouldn't say that, but it was fun. <laughs> well, you're just difficult to please. And, of course, final girl, Casey. Hello. Greetings. Welcome back. Thank it you. It feels like it's Love been be forever. Here. Do you, though? Do you? It's been a week, so, yeah, basically forever. Okay. Yeah, I'm with it. And, of course, the man who brought us this film to be reviewed, the godfather of droll, James. I am here, Bill. You are present. It's, You're welcome. It's been a long week. Has I've been it? reliving childhood memories watching this movie. Oh, God. Well, we can't wait to hear about them. I mean, that, that's what this is all about, though, right? You I mean, think when a man-child at the age of five uh-huh. watches this movie and doesn't get scared, you're dead wrong, Will. And then when your child. dad tells you it happens in Bethpage... Just right down the road from where you live at. You and who's he to lie to you? Pretty much. Huh? And who is he to lie to you, right? That's right. This is the man He's you the trust in everything. Yes, he is the paterfamilias. He would never lie to his child. Would he put you him in suspenders? sleep in terror at night, Bill. Complete terror. <laughs> Under the covers at night. Well, you know, the only thing I remember, James, is you'd come to school in those little suspenders. Because, uh, believe it or not, y'all, James was... He was a large child, afraid of nothing on the playground. But someone with the likes of Rawhead Rex doesn't hang around the playgrounds, does he? No, I wouldn't he hangs think around so. in your he hangs around in your nightmares. <laughs> if Rawhead Rex stepped on the playground, I would be gone. <laughs> <laughs> we would no longer have the back end of the tug of war. God. Well, you know what we haven't done? I mean, it feels like it's been forever since we played a game of Crack the Case, and I think we just need to go ahead and crack the ice with a game of Crack the Case before we jump into this movie. Because we do have a few things to talk about. This was one of those movies that I feel like is the reason. I, I know I've said this about a couple of movies, but a movie like Rawhead Rex is exactly why we put this podcast together. Absurd, scary to those who saw it for the first time. But completely absurd, wonderful acting, dialogue that would make 
Quentin Tarantino blush and shame. <laughs> Bold. <laughs> well, I'm only reading the back of the, the VHS cassette here, so. Ah, okay. That yeah, makes, yeah. That checks out. Because they knew about Tarantino back then. Mm. Well, let's jump into it. The name of this case is A Time to Die. And before we play, I do want to give a quick little gloss over the rules. Crack the case is much like the game Headbands. But instead of guessing who you are, you're guessing, well, not really guessing, you're investigating the outcome or the solution of a mystery. And I, as the moderator, will, will answer your questions as long as the responses would be yes, no, yes and no, irrelevant, I don't know, define what you mean by, and rephrase your question. And the case is as follows. Three people are murdered in neighboring towns, all by the same method. Near each body is a stopped clock. When the police investigate the scenes, they happen to notice that each clock is set exactly at the same time. The mystery? Why were the clocks set at the same time? And how were the three victims killed? Who goes first? I'm reading the case. Casey, your question? Yeah. Were the bodies found in their own home? Yes, they were. James? We'll shoot it over to you. Does that have anything to do with time travel, Bill? I'm glad you went there, because no, it does not. Rick, your question. Did the victims know one another? I don't know. Casey? You said they were all killed the same way. Were they strangled? They were not strangled. James? Oh, cool. Uh, does it have anything to do with Flavor Flav? Oh, I wish it did. How do you know it does not? Well, I'm just, you know, seeing Billy's face and assuming, but we'll hold off. Billy? His face always looks like it. <laughs> looks like an old prune laying out in the sun. It does not have anything to do with flavor. Tell me flavor. I'm right, Bill. Flavor Flav dropped his clock at the murder scenes. The, the fact... <laughs> <laughs> Until that moment. I had no idea why you were bringing up Flavor Flav. What? And then I, really? And then I, yeah, then I thought about the clocks. God damn yeah. it. Nope, James, I'm sorry. Rick? Were the victims poisoned? No, they were not. Casey, your question. Mm, were they hanged? They were not hanged. James? Um. And before you, th before you say anything, there are no other celebrities who wear giant clocks. You never close your eyes anymore when I kiss your lips. Trying hard not to show it. You've lost that loving feeling. All right, Bill. I'm about to solve this damn case. I didn't want that song to stop, James. I did. Well, that's oh. all I know of it, so... <laughs> <clears throat> Hmm. I'm we? about to solve it, followed by huh. Makes me <laughs> did think you that tell it's us not how about to get they were solved. killed. I did, did you tell not. us how they were killed? Okay. I did not. As a matter of fact, got... one of the mysteries were, were how were the three victims killed. So I, I would be a poor moderator <laughs> if I told you how they were killed. And since that was they your question, we're moving to Rick. <laughs> they wasn't poisoned or hanged, so. <laughs> um... Was the time on the clock at nighttime or daytime? Yes. AM or PM, Bill? Tell us the answer. Rephrase your question? 
Or were they eating brunch? Were the clocks set at p.m.? No. The clocks were not set at p.m. First clue. <laughs> James, listen up, because there are quotations in this, okay? The police had trouble producing the criminal. And the word producing is in quotation marks. So, final girl Casey, back to you. Does this have to do with, like, media production, like movie or TV stuff? Yes. Okay. Would you like to solve? No, I would not, but thank you. Godfather? As a man that knows all about the usage of quotations. Hmm. <laughs> and I quote, hmm. <laughs> Does the time on the clock have anything to do with it? Yes. Would you like to solve? Nah. Thanks for playing. Menace? It's all on you. Were all the victims male? Irrelevant. Would you like to solve? No. You sexist bastard. Yeah, Rick, ladies get murdered too. I was going to say, I mean, I didn't, whatever. What was Rick's question? Were they all, were the victims all male? (laughs) They weren't, right? It was irrelevant. It doesn't matter if you're male or female. (laughs) Irrelevant. Clue number two. Each clock. No, I'm next. Never mind. I got excited. You you, you bet. Lead off. Okay. Clue number two is each clock was set at 12, 12, and 12. Hmm. Final girl, Casey, your question. Were they set at the same 12s? Nope. Clocks only go one way. That was stupid. Never mind. What? I think you retracted your question, so um, you've still got a question to ask. Okay. He's a lenient moderator. Sometimes. (laughs) When you feel nice. Um, Were they shot? Were the victims shot? No, they were not shot. There are only so many ways to kill someone. It's true. That is true. James, Godfather, give me a question. And for God's sake, do something with that mic. (laughs) What's it doing? It sounds like you're rubbing it on your nutsack. (laughs) I haven't even touched it. Your nutsack or the mic? Does it sound better now? It sounds better (laughs) now, yes. Your nutsack sounds great. Your mic sounds okay now. Well, it's funny because I was talking into the first one. <laughs> All Are right, these Bill. things on? <laughs> Hello, testes one, two, three. <laughs> three. Testes one, two, three. <laughs> Why are there three? <laughs> Bill, what the hell's going on with this damn murder case? Who? Their heads are chopped off with those things that they use to start and stop the movie scenes. Those are some sharp things what are they called (laughs) (laughs) they lose fingers all the time be old messing on those things yeah that's the most dangerous job in hollywood is snapping that thing closed (laughs) a long honored tradition (laughs) this is your first movie you must lose a pinky (laughs) james did you ask me a question and no i would like for you to hmm were these people stabbed, Bill? They were not stabbed. Ironically, that's like a sol- that's yeah, that's like a solve. But would you like to solve? Huh? What? Y'all keep asking like solving questions instead of probing questions. 
Were they? No, not another question. You you solve well, this, this, yeah, you, you, this is a, a solve. Well, I <sighs> guess you can formulate a solve in that form of way. But go ahead, James. They were killed filming a movie, Bill. They were not filmed. I mean, they were not killed filming a movie. Memphis Menace. Give me something. Were they bludgeoned to death? I like that word. And no, they were not right. bludgeoned to death. That's why I asked that question. Too. We have no more clues. Okay, we have no more. Final girl, Casey. Win Tunnel James. Will you do us the favor of repeating the second clue? The second clue, yes. Each clock My was set. was not on when that wind tunnel come through. Each clock was set <laughs> at 12, 12, and 12. Yeah, yes. And while we're at it, the police had trouble, quote unquote, producing the criminal. Was the criminal a magician? <laughs> the Shut criminal up. was not a magician. Godfather, give me something. Did the criminal have anything to do with farming? Well, let's just jump out in this whole other realm of possibilities. No, he was not a farmer. It's always good to know. Would you like to solve? Did this happen at a farmer's market? Rick, your question. Were they shooting a specific type of movie? It wasn't about no movie. Did nobody say nothing about no movie? I asked that. I know he said irrelevant or something. No, no. I asked if it had anything to do with movie or TV production, and he said it did. That is correct. I did say that. And, Rick, you're asking if this was due to a specific production? Yes. Yes, it had to do with a specific production. Would you like to solve? No. I wouldn't either, Rick. Casey? <laughs> were they filming a play? They were not, not filming. filming. A... Were they making a play, I guess? They were like... not making a play. Okay. Solve or no solve? No. JB! Does this have anything to do with the time machine, Bill? Didn't, wasn't your first question about time travel? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. That was a long time you ago. Should, you should go back in time and retract that question. Back in time. Who is that, Huey Lewis? <laughs> no, it's Metallica. Is, is that Huey Lewis? I don't know. Rick, <laughs> your question. Did Huey <laughs> Lewis murder these people? <laughs> And we have a winner. Huey Lewis. No. <laughs> Huey Lewis in the news. <clears throat> Huey Lewis made the news after murdering three individuals. Rick, your question. This is ridiculous. You're ridiculous, you James. Said, uh, you said all the victims were from the same town, correct? Uh, Did I say that? What? I don't think so. I don't think I did, Rick. Don't fucking put words in my mouth. Don't ever in your life do that again. That's not what I'm about. In the same town. That's my I would not dox them. I doxed you once, but I would never dox these. They all came from Bethpage. They all came from Bethpage. What was your question, Rick? Were they all from the same town? Uh, I don't know. Probably irrelevant. Right. Solve? Nope. Casey? Mm, 12, 12, and 12. Can and you let do me just say, favor? I'm, okay. I'm about to do you a favor. And I do believe that if you can discover the method of murder, you can get this. Can you do us the favor of repeating the the, the case? The case. I can I can do yeah. the case. It's not that long. I'll do the case. Thank you. It's a moderate thing for me to do, and I'm a moderator. So three people are murdered in neighboring towns all by the same method. There's your answer, Rick. Neighboring towns. All by the same method. 
Near each body is a stopped clock. When the police investigate the scenes, they happen to notice that each clock is set at exactly the same time. The two parts of this mystery, why are the clocks set at the same time? How were the three victims killed? And even though it doesn't say so, wouldn't it make sense that, uh, well, no, I was about to say something stupid. No, never mind. Was there a power outage? Yes. No. There, there was not a power outage. No. You are a monster. There's I... something right about what I said. Is it yes and no or just no? <laughs> it's a no that there was a power outage. <sighs> okay. Hang on. Yes, there was a power outage. E- even e- even if it's um momentarily, it's a it's an outage. Can I solve? You could definitely try. You'll probably were be they wrong. were they electrocuted? They were electrocuted. Sick. That's how the, the three victims were killed. They were electrocuted, and that's why the clocks were all at twelve. Why were the clocks set at twelve or at the same time? Why were the clocks set at twelve same time? That I don't know. Well, that's something we need to know. James? Yeah. I know you know it. Fatal. God. You know what? I need you to be kind and rewind your attitude a little bit. Okay? I'm not going to take it. I'm not Rick. So, they were electrocuted, right? So it would seem. Well, he's been really nice today because he's not counting. They were no good. Crazy as a loon. (laughs) You're right, Casey. <laughs> Billy's in a really nice mood today. <laughs> what? He, let, he let me dial Casey. back a question. <laughs> yeah, Casey won. Everybody's no, no, dialed back. Win. No, Casey oh. got half of this mystery so far. What's what missing is out? why were the clocks set at the same time? The clocks that were I don't found because that's when it happened. Well, time passes by. Even time passes by. You sound so like William Shatner there, Bill. <sighs> don't tell me that, James. You know, he Oof. is the first, the oldest man in space, but time. And he said, by. time. And I am a rocket man. And I think it's going to be a long, long time. A lot of cigarette, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> he smoked that cigarette like a champ. James, why were these goddamn clocks stopped at the same time? I don't know, Bill. Because William Shatner question? said so. <laughs> well, that's good enough for me. I'm not even going to ask if you're going to solve. Rick, your question. Uh,. Where the clock stopped at the same time because uh, they ran out of batteries when the power went off. Batteries protect you from power surges and power outages. You rat-faced bastard. Cannot believe you. Well, I don't know how they would stop. I don't know. They didn't have batteries on the clock. They were plugged into the wall. Maybe they were, Rick. Do you have a question surrounding that? Were the clocks plugged into the wall when the power went out because people got electrocuted? Yes! Of course they were! Yeah, that's how a power outage works. I asked if it was a power outage and you said no. Okay, now the question remains, these victims were killed via an electrocution. What electrocuted them? Oh, um, Rick, are you solving? Uh, I mean, maybe I would say, I guess, solving this part, I guess the clock electrocuted them. I think I know. The oh, no. clock didn't electrocute them. And since it's a new round, you know... Clocks don't necessarily have to be like a clock on the wall or a grandfather clock or that pocket watch Rick probably has stuffed in his ass. So, Casey. Were they put to death via the electric chair and it was at midnight because that's when they do it? (gasps) No, but that was really good. 
Damn. <laughs> I really had faith in that one. I'm yeah. <laughs> James, I want you to come forth with no pause. Oh, yeah. Give me something. I don't know, Bill, to be honest with you. I've been looking at some, <laughs> something else. I know they're electrocuted. I know the clock stopped, and you said something about the batteries saving you from a supercharge, but I don't think that's right. I definitely didn't say a supercharge. <laughs> batteries save you from getting electrocuted. That's wrong. <laughs> that that's That's good, because that is not what I said. If a toaster had batteries in it, and it was still plugged up, and you throw it into the bathtub with you, you'd be electrocuted. Show me a toaster with batteries. Show me the money. I don't know, but I should invent one of those, because that seems like a good idea. I probably is one. You could make toast anywhere, Bill. I used to have a toaster that would burn the Milwaukee Brewers logo into the bread. <laughs> Why don't you have it anymore? Hey, it was old, and it was super mm-hmm. cheap. Thanks, Brewers. Because he don't, he don't like to brag. <laughs> whose question is it james mine james. Bill. give me a question who are these people what are they doing they get electrocuted at the same time that's why I rephrase your question the electric chair so they're shooting them no they're shooting a movie i, I never said they were shooting a movie it's, you said it had something to do with the movie that, that is correct i said it had to do with a movie or TV show that was produced. And that's where the producing... Those three guys that were digging up raw head wrecks, when that lightning struck that totem pole, it, it electrocuted them. Is that right, Bill? I believe so. It was 12-12-12. December 12th of 2012, is that what you're saying? Yes. Wrong. Rick, your question. Uh, where, was it lunchtime? That's why the clock stopped at 12, just 12 noon. Remember when you asked me if it was set in the PM and I said no? Noon would be PM. So I'm going to say no. But you can still try to solve. Man, I don't know. Okay, final round here, guys. Give Casey. Give a clue of your own volition. Of my own volition. Okay. You're Let's feeling see really here. nice. I'm I, chanting I, I feel, it. I feel wonderful. Just because the murders happened at the same time doesn't mean they happened at the same time. Was that good? Did that sound mysterious? Did I sound like Robert Stack? I thought that was a good clue. Same time, but not the same time. Were they in, is it my turn? It is. Were they in in different time zones? Uh, they're in neighboring towns, so I would probably say no, but that can Mm -hmm. always, you know, be really close. Like, you're thinking they found one at noon, drove an hour, found another one at noon, right? Or at at You just said different times, but not different times, so that's what... Right, right. That that that's a big negative. You do have a shot at at solving this though. How were they electrocuted, causing the clocks to stop at the same time? They were in neighboring towns, but it had to do with the production of movie or television. You're goddamn right. Okay, I have a question. No, I already had a question. I I have to solve. I don't have a solve. Never mind. JB, give it to me, Godfather. Pull your mic out from under your sleeping bag. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know, Bill. This damn thing's got me all twisted. I got my brain. My brain's got a pencil in it, Bill. (laughs) All right. Well, don't be too salty about it. Are you wanting to pass on to Rick and forfeit? 
Yeah, I'm done, Bill. Rick, it's all on, on you. This. I gotta check on this spaghetti. You... I want spaghetti. We'll be over uh, shortly. Man, honestly, I have no clue. I don't have any idea. No idea. And James is going to check on that spaghetti, and he's not even going to hear the outcome. I seriously have no clue. Rob Doyle was a TV producer with a grudge. His prime Wait, time... I didn't give up. But I said it was the final round. final round. Oh, okay. His primetime special had just received disastrous reviews from the three most influential critics in town, making him the laughing stock of L.A. Rob swore revenge. In his basement, he rigged up a special video cassette tape that was capable of short-circuiting an electrical system. A few days later, when the critics came home and opened their mail, they found a package supposedly from a network's head office. The enclosed letter read, You're my favorite critic. Please review the enclosed tape. It is our newest project, and I would love to hear your opinion. Eagerly, each critic slipped the cassette into his VCR, but something went wrong. The tapes got stuck and wouldn't play. They ejected the tapes to examine them, but as they touched the tapes to pull them out, they completed the circuit, electrocuting themselves and causing a power surge. Each body was found lying in front of the VCR, each machine's clock flashing 12 a.m. The clock stopped at the same time as the clocks stopped at the time of the murders, but the murders were not committed at the same time. There was no power failure, just a power surge. See how I could say that, you know, there was no outage, but I mean, there was an outage in that person's home, right? Yeah, that's an outage. An outage, an outage isn't the same as a surge, but I did give you that there was an outage. An outage would affect everything. A surge only affects that, that appliance. Was the power out? No. Just just surge through that VCR. But I gave you the, you know. Yeah, but I don't think that either one of those is going to get you any closer. No. I think by my saying no, you would be further away. Yeah. Yeah. So the solution that you needed to find would be that the three victims were electrocuted by a specially rigged video cassette causing the power surge, which recessed the clocks on the VCRs at 12 to 12 o'clock. I don't think any of us were going to get specially made VHS murder. Yeah. I think eventually you you think about producing and then you think about How many hail tapes. Oh, God. Are you going to get that with the questions that were asked? Hell? You're not. No, you're not going to get that with the questions you're asked. With the clues. <laughs> producing. He He's a producer. He deals with tapes. Oh, I thought that was production of electric energy. That's why I guessed electricity. <laughs> well, there you have it, guys. That's another round of Crack the Case. I hope you enjoyed it. I know James didn't, but we don't fucking care. So right now, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and we're going to kick it to Rick for Rick's Rundown on Rawhead Rex. All right, so this week we did uh, Rawhead Rex. It's an Irish uh, horror film. Uh, came out on October 14th, 1986. The director was George Pavlou. Not really sure he really did much. Um other films, couldn't really find a lot on them. It's based on a story by Clive Barker. Uh, a lot of the actors and actresses were kind of uh, not really well-known. I tried to look up a lot of stuff on them, and I couldn't find them. They're in kind of more British TV shows, Irish TV shows. David Dukes uh, played Howard Hallenbeck. Uh, he's known for some episodes of uh, Dawson's Creek. Kelly Piper played Elaine Hallenbeck. Uh, I'm not really sure what she was in, couldn't really find anything. Ronan Wilmot played Declan O'Brien. Neil Tobian played Reverend 
Scoop, Hugh O'Connor was Robbie Hallenbeck. Cora Lunny was Minty Hallenbeck. Heinrich von Schlellendorf was Rawhead Rex. And Donald McCain was Tom Guerin. Uh, it was released in the U.S. theatrically in 1987. Then it was later released in VHS uh, by Bestron Video the same year. Uh, did not come out on DVD until October 5th, 1999, when it was re-released on July 29th, 2003. And then there was a 4K release and Blu-ray on October 17th of 2017. I couldn't really find a budget, honestly, uh, so I'm not really sure. Uh, I do know as well it was uh, 89 minutes long. And that's pretty much all I got for this week's movie. Thank you for that, Rick. Now, this movie, Clive Barker might have hated it, but this movie was awesome. Who says no? Awesome is a word. Awesome is the descriptive word that I think thoroughly and accurately describes Rawhead Rex. Rick, what say you? I would say it was a fun movie. That's my descriptive word. Okay, I'll, I'll take fun from you. I know James. I prefer fun. Well, you know, I prefer you stick your opinions up your asses. Because <laughs> this movie was fantastic. How many you movies have we reviewed? Hey, hmm? You said, what say you? You asked for my opinion. Did I say what say you or who says no? You did say who says no, but I'm telling you who said no. I wanted to find out who says no so I can tell you where to go. Okay. I'm gonna burn James, get up down. off the floor here. How many movies have we now reviewed that begin with a drive through a countryside or a secluded place? Quite a few. Yeah, there was uh, Evil Dead, right? Evil Dead 2, I mean. Uh, there was Funny Games. Um, um, the, descent the Descent is yeah, the them descent. driving to the place. Yeah, or, or back from the place, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, movies never start off well, or they, they never end well when they start off with a drive through the countryside. Definitely also, dangerous. Oh, yeah. Based on the opening credits, there are two guys named Niall, N-I-A-L-L, in this film. And uh, I'm thinking this is like the Joe of Ireland. That's what one of the One Direction names is, the one from Ireland. There's a guy in One Direction named Niall, N-I-A-L-L? Yeah. See, it's like the Joe. It's like the Joe of Ireland. Yeah, it's probably a common name. Well, the best thing about this opening scene is that there's a church service happening. And they're all singing the exact song from uh, <laughs> from the Mr. Bean short skit where he, like he didn't know the words except for Hallelujah. Have you That's the seen? only word to that song. <laughs> there are others. No. Uh, like he, he's mumbling everything. <laughs> he's mumbling everything else. But when they get to Hallelujah, he's singing at the top of his lungs. <laughs> Hilarious skit. And I always think about that when I hear this version of Hallelujah. Um. But, you know, we got a couple of things going on here. Uh, there's an American family visiting this remote Irish village. Um, but at the same time, there's this guy trying to remove a huge fucking totem from a field. But suddenly this lightning storm sweeps in and, you know, the farmer and the totem are struck by lightning. Which has now awoken the most hideous creature these eyes have ever seen. Would you say it's a good summary so that. far? Well, it's gross, yeah. but it's yeah, not, you, I mean, like, I don't know. It's not Did the that greatest. totem just get there randomly? Like I don't, I didn't understand that part. Yeah, Some I didn't. I didn't know about that either. Maybe James knows more about that totem. He he he's a big fan of totems and the Irish. <clears throat> well, Bill, oh. if you actually watch the movie, oh. you'll know why the totem was there. Well, that's fifty percent of us who don't know. Uh, Casey, do you know? No. Okay. Well, there's seventy five percent of us. So pray <laughs> tell, James O'Malley. It's, it's how they kept him in the ground. 
When they defeated him the first time, they put that totem over top of him so he couldn't come back. So it's basically a manhole. Okay, I can dig that. He was there in the ground under that totem. But he just couldn't move. He couldn't move because it was too holy. Did you not watch the movie? So that human man with a lever was able to unprice something this gigantic demon couldn't move. I think it's not because of the heaviness. was scared of whatever the totem meant. Yeah, I, th- I think it's more of a, a power that holds him down, not the weight of the totem. Ah, I see. Yeah, almost like a, a, a little cross scaring a vampire, you know? I mean, I can't give away the movie bill until we talk about it. Well, that's what we're doing, James. We're talking about it. So, so, jump right so what's, in. All right, let's jump into the, to, to what's going on with this choir uh, leader, though. Like, What's going on with him? Uh, I think he referred to himself as a verger. <laughs> What but, is happening? I don't know. You tell me. Did you That's hear that noise? That's my little dog. That's my oh, little dog okay. coughing. That's fine. Yeah. That's allowed. She's got heart problems, okay? Mine does too. I'm so sorry. I want to hug It ain't a pug, pug, is it? No, it's a shih tzu. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, you. <laughs> James, those sounds you didn't think you made, you made them. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> Sorry, did that sound like words? <laughs> All right, so this choir leader, he referred to himself as a verger, and there's this lady in the front row of the church that he's giving the I'm going to dick you down eyes. He, he's he is giving her the pound town eyes. He's obviously a pervert. Oh, in the middle of the holiest of song, like his dick is so hard a cat couldn't scratch it. <laughs> I hate that. I feel sorry for the cat. (laughs) Well, like something happens to him in this horny state, and I don't think it has much to do with like being horny, but the verger puts his filthy paws on this cloth on the pulpit table, and he kind of transforms into something more vile and more evil, you know, more evil than a, a horny verger. But like we see this red beam shooting from the stained glass window. And it's it's done beam some evil shit into the holy man with the erect penis. What is this? Is, is that coming from the totem? Where's that red beam coming from? I don't know, Bill. Oh, wait, did you watch the movie? <laughs> well, they don't never really explain any of the lore, Bill. Or maybe they didn't explain it in words you can understand. How about that, James? Well, that's Mr. true, too. Well, damn, I didn't want you to back off that quick. It's coming from Gambit and his glasses. It could be. So... Rawhead Rex and the X-Men happen in the same universe, apparently. I like that. Let's go with that. They also have, you know, this pane glass all throughout the church that is, you know, a puzzle piece. Yeah. Because it's not all put back together the same way. Right, right. But also could be something in that altar that they might need to defeat the evil beast. There may very well be, and we're going to have to wait and see. But why is this American family so interested in this church? I, I guess it's not really the family. It's the, the, the dad, right? Uh, Howie Hallenbeck. Well, he's it's, writing a book or something, ain't he? About old school churches or something? I think so. It seems really important to the dad, but the mom like really isn't with it. Um, like She's looking like the subject to a Conway Twitty song in her silk gown. And like she wants out of this irish village like why are they there he's he's there to write a book about old irish lore i guess is that yeah, what you're saying really JB? explain that i mean 
Yeah, he's writing a book or something about something. I guess it really doesn't matter. They just need something just deep enough to, I guess, convince us that it, why he's there, and then they just the forget about it. The situation escalates very quickly, Bill. Oh, yeah. It's, it's easy to forget about a book when, when this shit goes down. But it, it might have all the simplicity of a one-horse town, but shit gets way more complicated as this, you know, father-to-be goes to, you know, inspect his, uh, his own garage you know the barn doors uh, you, you've got uh what was it Jen, was her name jenny and um the, the the irish couple it was well shit i think jenny is her name and i don't know his name might be Seamus. hell it might be nile i don't think they're listed in the robbie and minty that's not right those are the no, kids the, right those are the kids yeah the only people listed in the Rawhead Rex Wikipedia cast are Howard and Elaine, the parents, Robbie and Menti, the kids, Declan O'Brien, Reverend Coote, Detective Inspector Isaac Gissing, Rawhead Rex, and Tom Guerin. That's it. There I'm pretty sure they that. named her, like one of the inspectors or one of the detectives said, or maybe it was a, even a friend said, hey, it was, it's Jenny. She was unharmed. And then Dennis you know, but... and Jenny. Dennis, yes. The okay. But they're not listed in the cast, so. Yeah, that's weird. That's kind of weird, but. Yeah, Dennis goes to inspect that open garage at the behest of Jenny, and, uh, like. He gets got. He gets got, like, from behind. In that garage. Like, from behind some perfectly stacked crates and boxes. Like, burst this crazy creature that we came to see. He gets mauled to death, and it's pretty violent, but my question is back to the neatly stacked crates. Just think about what went into that. Like, the creature says, I'm going to go into this barn, but I need somewhere to hide. Do I hide just inside the door because I'm going to kill him anyway? Nope. Do I climb up on the second level, make a little noise, get him to come up to the top, and then I'll get him? No. He's already come this far. No, I, I know what I'll do. I'll grab these crates and boxes and I'll build a fort around me just to knock the son of a bitch down when O'Malley comes in here and I'm going to eat his face off. Would you not? Well, hearing all that, I probably would. Yeah, it's a great idea. I'm going to build a fort after this pod's over. But why did the pregnant wife look at the creature as if she knew him? Like, she sees him, she's like, no, no. Like, it's somebody that she'd known from before. I think there are situations in which I would say no, not ever having yeah known someone before like like the, the no, no like don't do that to, to me, me is completely yeah. different than like no not you yes yeah. i mean it's a no. demon yeah, looking at least it didn't feel like it was a no my husband is dead more like when i see james in the peephole in my front door i'm like no it's you that's how i took it <laughs> maybe he's putting off some kind of vibe bill yeah thought we were going to get a really controversial kill at this point too when the creature I, uh-huh did you guys think he was gonna bite into the pregnant lady's stomach because i did when he had her cornered like first off th- he's easily seven feet tall they said eight or nine like sure i'll buy that but he's towering over jenny this poor lady who may be in labor but i don't know I'm, I don't know. I'm probably just making it worse. Yeah, I'm probably just making it worse. But the creature comes. She wasn't in labor. She was pregnant. Yeah, but man, she was starting to really hyperventilate and stuff. And ugh, I don't want to talk about it. I thought he was going to like slash her across the. Yeah, I I thought something was going to happen because he became fixated on her belly. Like, I'm either about to step on your gut or I'm going to take these banana hands and use them to rip this fetus from you. I thought he was going to bite her open. (sighs) Horror. Well, I thought it was going to be unnecessarily uh, gruesome. Same. I'm kind of surprised it wasn't, honestly. Well, what we got out of this, though, was undeniably 
who I consider now to be the Meryl Streep of Ireland. Eleanor Feely is her name, is who plays Jenny. I mean, she, she kind of like appears to growl and hiss at a man who wandered in their, into their ransacked home to find her and then dramatically mourning. Like, I, I just assume they ate the baby. Oh. I just assume that he ate the baby. I, but, I mean, later on they said that she was untouched. So, I, he didn't eat the baby. I guess probably. not. Yeah, I guess not. But I really thought he was going to. Maybe she had the baby and then it got eaten. Do you think he assisted in the birth? I think he was yelling like, push, push. Like, the only words he's ever spoken. <laughs> and then he like even did like the breathing with her. All right, so just to summarize what's going on here. American family traveling through the rural vi- village in Ireland. Farmer stirs up a long buried creature. And when he tries to remove the totem from the ground, uh, like he's pulling a stump. Uh, a priest is bricked up while singing hallelujah. So is a gal in the front row. Uh, the awakened creatures killed a man, possibly a baby, and left the grieving widow to her sadness. And we're exactly 25 minutes into what should be an Academy Award winning film. Okay. <laughs> I think that sums it up. Bill. Doctor. He did not eat the baby. Good he is scared of pregnant women and women on their period. That's interesting. Because I, too. <laughs> <laughs> there, uh, there's a comic women. book about this. It goes back into all the lore and everything of it. That's how I know about all this, Bill. This is the second time you've used the word lore. I want well, you to give me that word. There's a lot of lore to this pagan god of manhood or male, I don't know what. Well, it's funny that you say that because I know, like, Clive Barker, I was reading about it, and Clive Barker was not thrilled with this movie by any means because he said that he... Like that, he wrote the screenplay and it was fine, but he was really disappointed in the way that the creature was um, portrayed. And he said, and he's notably a gay man, um, he said that the creature was supposed to look like super phallic with a face like raw beef, which I think is interesting for the design and it being like this, like you said, like, I don't know, fearful of women or whatever. So he's supposed to have a, he's supposed to have a face like a, like a vagina, is that what you're saying? Oh, you said raw, raw beef. beef. Not, not roast beef. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Billy! <laughs> what? <laughs> roast beef. Shut up, James. You're making it worse. I'm sorry <sighs> to every woman listening to this podcast. Listen. My co-hosts are disgusting. Yeah, Rick. We oh, gotta see at the end, Bill, how he's defeated. I don't even know if you Whoa, watched this movie we don't, or not. We don't want to oh get there gosh, yet. Man. Hold on. We don't want to get to the end yet. I mean, I, I just summarized what we've got so far, 25 minutes into this thing. All right, so in the aftermath of the attack, apparently there's not a single mark on Jenny, the prego wife, which, you know, why would this hideous, ruthless creature spare this Irish last? Well, James just told us. I still don't know if I believe it or not. But what we get next is the most awkward makeout scene since Madman. Ooh, it was bad. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty was, rough. Uh, between two people with two eyebrows between them, and they're doing it in front of this kid who is far too old to be playing with army man while making the little airplane sounds okay i thought that too and i'm not great at estimating kids ages but i was like i think he's kind of old for that yeah, I'm not trying to shit was, on what kids enjoy, but he didn't like, look that age at all. Yeah, he was either like eight or fourteen. I don't know, but like this is a five-year-old play sesh coming from easily a thirteen-year-old kid. I didn't do that shit. James probably did. <laughs> I still play with army men. Bill, what are you talking about? 
Reliving that Battle of Bunker Hill, huh? That's right. I was playing Magic at 13, the Pokemon. Well, Good we, God. We didn't have hey, that when we were young, Rick. Hey. I actually wanted to get into Magic, just to say I did it. You know how you like sometimes, what's something I've never done, and then you just go do it? I don't do that often, but I did have that thought with Magic the Gathering. And then oh, I, I thought, thought you were well, talking about magic like magicians. I was like, you guys are losers. <laughs> That's the most it's nonsense I've heard in the past 45 minutes. Well, <laughs> buckle up, James. It's about to get worse. <laughs> I like magic. <laughs> <laughs> So taking a page from my parenting playbook, they locked this kid in the camper, leaving him to fend for himself. But this kid gets out and witnesses our creature feasting on uh, his lucky charms in the form of Dennis hanging from a tree. Like, this monster's no mere brute. Okay, he has his own dining habits. And, like, instead of just chowing down at the time of the kill, like, he sets the table and eats like a king. Like, was I feel the like this dude is... That, was the, the, the dude guy... that played him, was he really that tall? Or was he wearing, like, special shoes? Do we know? I'm just curious. I'm pretty sure he's not nine feet tall, but he had to be a big he's guy. He's pretty tall, though, Bill. Yeah, he, he's got to be a big guy. I think he was Magnus Von Magnuson. Definitely the not. strong man. Definitely not. <laughs> that guy was nuts, though, wasn't he? <laughs> well, we cut to this frisky well, couple. Sure as hell wasn't Bill O'Reilly down the street. Bill O'Reilly. Come on, Bill. Put this on. Get me lucky terms. James, I don't know that I've ever heard you do any <laughs> foreign accent, and I want to just commemorate this, and I'm so glad that it's under recording, because right, that's is pro- it, is it that's even probably the most video? accurate one that you've ever done, if, if you have done one. Is it even recording at all? I Ouch. really hope so. I really hope so. <laughs> Shout out to James Burkett, director, director and screenwriter James. of yeah. Coherence. We met him. Yeah, James Burkett. Oh, his name was Jim. It is, but he, he his Twitter his handle is James Ward James. Burkett. I call yeah. him Jim Bill. That's my bud. That's my go-to guy right there. Okay, well, fuck me running then. <laughs> well, we cut to this frisky couple. The guy wants to play hide the shillelagh. The girl ain't down with it. Like, oh, she's what? not, yeah, she's not down with fucking in the shadows. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, but this is where the locals are alerted. So, like, it's over oh, for Rawhead Rex. Oh, yeah. The it's an Irish beating stick. <laughs> yeah. Let me get out uh, my shillelagh. <laughs> well, there's the accent I expected. <laughs> well, there's no way that Rawhead Rex is going to withstand the onslaught of a village of Irishmen, right? Oh, no way. No. They love to fight. They they fight their own moms at family reunions just to turn around and drink. Just give them some potatoes. See? But from there, like, night just suddenly ends with no further issue. Like yeah, I think we're finding. Racist, Bill. I think it might be Rick, you bastard. Yeah, but we're finding <laughs> dead bodies everywhere, and there's a detective, and he's wearing a derby and a long pea coat. So this isn't going to be a mystery for long, y'all. That's the kind of guy I want to investigate my own murder. If this guy had been playing that game of crack the case, it'd have been over with in the first round. Yeah, first round. <laughs> like he doesn't even ask a question; he just solves it. Hmm. You know. If I saw some ghastly creature tearing someone limb from limb, and the best I could come up with was that there's an eight to nine foot non-human being, then basically no, I didn't see it. They're getting nothing from me. 
they are getting absolutely nothing from me because like that's a one way ticket to the slammer. And in a foreign country, they're going to be content to just pin it on me and call it a day. Just look at Amanda Knox. Like there's no creature involved, but they were uber lax with the investigation. You just said, well, American, she did it. And she didn't. And she did not. Anybody else find it funny that old Hallenbeck reads Latin like James reads my texts? <laughs> <laughs> he just sounds it all out corrects a word or two and just settles on what he thinks it means <laughs> <laughs> that is correct <laughs> all it takes for Hal and Beck to open up the gates and let the curse words fly though because he's been a pretty straight shooter in this movie <laughs> like is one F-bomb from the crazy priest like he drops a one F-bomb and like Hal and Beck turns into Andrew Dice Clay <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'll get the fuck out of here, you fucking fuck, you goddamn maniac. Like, his wife's been, like, kind of bitchy on this trip. Like, he probably hates those kids, like, she refused to abort. And, like, he's been dying to fill a church church up with expletives since he was a kid. (laughs) He was ready to snap, (laughs) baby. He was ready. This priest smashes his camera and says, fuck, (laughs) once. And suddenly, Alan Beck is Ricky from Sleepaway Camp. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You fucking cocksuckers. (laughs) But he was super relieved after he got back in the car. Like, he gets back in the car and nobody's on his nerves anymore. The wife can't read a map. The boy's asking about McDonald's. The little lady's asking stupid questions she should know by this point in life. Like, what's a bottomless pit? The the wife is making him stop the car (laughs) and back up on a country road. Country road, take me home. They weren't even going home. To the place I belong. belong. John Denver's on the call. West Virginia. Mount Mama. Take me home. Down country road. R.I.P. John Denver. We could just wrap this thing up now. No. Okay, but she had him back up to look at a scarecrow that he's probably content to look at, too, because of his close encounter with Rawhead Rex, which we haven't heard him named yet. But James, back me up as this, uh, on this as a dad. All right, just picture in your mind. Dig, if you will, a picture. You've just seen Sasquatch not that far from where you are. Daughter's got to pee. You just let this little lady walk off in a field behind a brush pile, knowing that on his best day, Sasquatch has got like a a three nine forty. Like you're at your car. Let's face it, James, you're built for power, not for speed. And little Bree Bree is good, you know, thirty yards away, peeing like a camel because she hadn't gone since this morning. You look across that field, you see old Squatch going hands to pocket or ear to pocket, rather, looking like Daryl Green chasing down Dorset. You may as well not even go after her, James. You might as well just go ahead and start that car and go. Like, Bree Bree belongs to Sasquatch now. She's Bree Squatch. Well, first of all, Bill, we wouldn't be stopping to pee no time soon if I seen Sasquatch anywhere around. You live and in the car now. Big corner. Video. 100% fact, James. <laughs> I'm Girl, going the to the nearest. The if I'm in Ireland and see Bigfoot, I'm going to the nearest airport and leaving Ireland. She can pee on the plane. Do not pass go. Do not collect $200. 200 shillings. I'm out of there. 200 shitland ponies. <laughs> 200 euros. In you know what they use, Ireland? They use in Ireland? Yeah. What are shillings? Did I just make that up? Shillings, shillings. were before the pound. 
Oh. I'm not the most Schilling's educated on European a, happenings. Shillings are what the leprechaun had. He, he, he definitely had shillings, yeah. I want my shilling! But you know what? We got we got tricked. Because that whole scenario that I just laid out, that's what Hallenbeck did. He lets little failing second grade because she doesn't know what a bottomless pit is, little lady, he just lets her wand over behind this brush pile after seeing Rawhead Rex tear a man apart, just thinking about whether he wants some extra crispy or original recipe. But this time, Rex doesn't even go after the girl. He gets after the boy that they left by himself in the car when little grade school failure gets scared by a dead rabbit. Make it make sense. (laughs) I just don't know what to say about all these people abandoning their children and locking them in places and letting them go out in a field to go pee and not like, would it be weird? I feel like if I had to pee in a field my mom would have like walked out with me and made sure nobody like an eagle didn't come down and snatch me like would it not be weird to go be like hey up i'm right here what movie was this or or what year was this movie made uh 86 86 that was not an issue eagle snatching kids out of the sky that was a newer thing most certainly not even a thing we even considered the eagle stood for liberty not abduction Mm-hmm. Back in nineteen eighty six, the opposite of abduction. I could walk out and pee anywhere I wanted to. You still That's could. There are just consequences, and yeah. I had to worry about getting snatched up. That's a fact. And, and like, but the thing, the the thing that I guess cancels that out is the fact he just saw this creature tear a man apart. That's the only thing that does it. So it in that their... situation, because you saw rawhead rex would you go out with your kid while they're peeing in a field you most certainly would and that is <laughs> okay. what i'm getting no, at. they not even stop to pee yeah okay, okay. james james is saying that the, he's not even stopping james is saying I'm exit to, ireland like, i'm getting to the where i'm board. going after i saw this see i'm with you on that james you you took and it I a step. and i ain't going nowhere without no pack of no heat bill like I, I'm driving down that highway, I'm playing the cranberries on a hundred, as you should, as you should, full support. And yeah, R.I.P. Dolores O'Riordan. True. God, I miss her. Beautiful voice. Mm. faith. God damn, I didn't want to get off on this, but you know, I have it on good authority that Rick was more offended by the dead rabbit than the little boy who was devoured whole. <laughs> <laughs> Quite the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just me should though? Have been left or... alone. He should no, should not have been left alone. But who does dad go with? The little girl peeing out in the field, or does he stay with the little boy? He goes with the little girl. He goes with the little girl. And then Rawhead gets mom and the little boy. Maybe. So the little girl's name is Minty? Oh yeah. That's like <laughs> the Sally. Nice. Didn't get the mom. I'm I'm saying that if mom stays with the little boy, which oh. she does not, they both run out and you know, this little girl crying wolf over a dead rabbit gets her brother devoured. Those of our listeners named Menti, and we know you're out there. Can you, like, show of hands? Hey, I know we've got some listeners in Ireland, and Northern Ireland, for that matter. Yeah, message us about people you know named Menti. Except for, Billy, this is the family that's supposed to be American. So, did y'all hear those kids' Irish accents when they were talking? This is an American family, James. I know, but their kids are Irish. They, okay, you know what? Yeah, they did have some sort of (laughs) not-American accent. They had, they definitely had an accent that was not like their mom and their dad. I did not notice. Yeah, yeah I mean, and I'm not, James is joking about it being Irish, but they definitely had something going on in that accent. <laughs> they had some kind of accent that their parents did not have. Yeah. 
And but you know, is it just me or does Hallen Beck go from B movie actor to Academy Award winner in the scene with a detective? Like I want everyone to know, I stood up in my living room in the middle of a pork chop and still had some in my mouth, and I applauded <laughs> the acting chops of David Dukes. <laughs> it wasn't even trade pork chops or acting chops, and Dukes delivered. Who says no? When, when he just he's behind that gate, he can't get to his kid, and he hits the ground. No. When he gets into the, the detective's uh, office there, oh, he tells them how bad they failed. You can go to hell. Straight to hell. David really Dukes won like me over. Powerhouse. Oh, yeah. Like, I don't know how he didn't do more stuff later on that was bigger. He, he was a straight man, then he was a distraught father, and it almost seemed like the mom couldn't couldn't spare a tear. But Hallenbeck goes to confront the crazy priest and ask about those spooky windows with the third grade Latin. Because he believes the image in the window killed his son. And the funniest part of this whole display is he says, the thing's not human. Well, no shit. That's the most hideous creature I've ever seen. So no, I don't need assistance in determining this thing isn't human. He looks like Goro from Mortal Kombat. I kind of just eyeballed that one. Yeah, without the extra arms. He's pulled another idea out of his ass, though. Something about, you know, a missing piece of the stained glass. You know, being of a man who has in the past, quote unquote, beaten the creature that killed his son. Where he got that conclusion, I have no idea. But I wish I had the ability to look at a picture and just say the exact nature of the relationship of the people in the picture. Well, you see, the man was once the lover of the lady in the green blouse. But one night she discovered that Gerald, who was really owner of the heart of the green lady, lady in green. Gerald is the man in the background riding the 25 cent carousel i don't know where i'm going with that but i don't know where he got this missing hand guy beat this nine foot monstrosity either what am i missing yeah, it, do i, I just I suck it at all see um, thank you rick for backing me up how's he come up with this shit james no, nothing about the depiction <clears throat> in that stained glass window said this guy beat this creature it was uh they showed the picture whoever whatever it was somebody holding that stone beating and that stone was the the missing hand right it's like mm. a relic of some sort yeah the relic that they find later on you like how i pulled that word relic out of my ass james <laughs> and like i think it's like in five minutes he finds it this movie oh it takes no time whatsoever but what happens next is the wildest scene of this entire debacle and of course it has to happen in a trailer rawhead rex decides that the stealthy approach is no longer in his bag he says fuck it I want to tip over a camper or two. He rips off one guy's face, shreds another woman's clothes off. And guys, I knew there was one nude scene in this film. And at the beginning of the scene, before Rex even shows up, I saw the gal. I thought, God, I hope she's the one. (laughs) Would you say that she is the hammer of this movie? Oh, Casey, you read my mind. She is most definitely the hammer. And I don't even know her name. She is an unnamed hammer. The mystery. Almost want to put in the, uh, what, what do you call it? The uh, the misconnections. <laughs> you were in Rawhead Rex in 1986. Dear lady with the flowery dress and the curly hair. <laughs> I was a nearly 40 year old man sitting at home watching Rawhead Rex. It was on discount on Voodoo. <laughs> I didn't really pay that much attention to you until... This seven-foot Norwegian (laughs) ripped your dress off. (laughs) (laughs) And that's when I knew you were the one for me, but I never got your name. Apparently, neither did the casting director. (laughs) 
I felt terrible for that, but I got over it pretty quick. It only took me about three and a half minutes. <clears throat> okay, fine, guys. This group in the camper isn't alone. You know, when Rex comes unglued on them, out comes a whole trailer park's worth of potential victims to take them on. One dude's hitting him with a, you know, Joe Frazier body shots. He gets slammed against the wall, kills him. Another guy with a fucking rifle shoots at him twice. Misses the first time completely. The second time he shoots a fucking gas tank that was nowhere near Rex. Like, these people can't get out of their own way. Like, no wonder this thing wreaks so much havoc on them. Like, they're the easiest targets in the universe. Like, shooting fish in a barrel. Oh, they are gypsies, Bill. Are they? Yeah, it's Ireland. They're in campers. <laughs> they may be, but... I, <clears throat> he, he's harassing a bunch of gypsies, Bill. They, they may very well be. I, I, don't, I thought they were just, you know, regular trailer park people like we have around here. They were campers, like portable, like move-around campers. Well, yeah. What do you think mobile in mobile home means? Yeah, I was going to say, that's the same thing, isn't it? No, they weren't mobile homes. They were like campers. They had wheels on them. They were campers. But but there's also, like, people who live out of campers. They don't necessarily have to be, like, your Fleetwood trailers, you know? Yeah, they're called gypsies. No, gypsies are an actual (laughs) type of, like, Well, I mean, trailers, they usually, like, trailers, like a trailer park, they would take the axles out from under them. It yeah. wouldn't be just one one axle right, under right. it, you know, to haul that thing out there. But these are like little, like, pull-behind campers. Okay. I, I'll concede that. I don't know that they're gypsies. Because, again, gypsies are a people, not just, hey, I was doing well one week, and then all of a sudden I became a gypsy. Not not the deal. But Bill, they're in I'm, Ireland. Yeah, they're but... They're a camper. Yeah, they're but, not just camping. We're going to have to determine. I'm going to call up Tyson Fury. He's the uh, he's the authority on gypsies now. Why do you no. think that one guy's giving him the body shots? <laughs> Good call, James. Yeah, that was a young Tyson Fury giving him the body shots. I'm pretty sure Tyson Fury's British, though. Uh-huh. It just, it's it's not going to add up for you, James. I'm sorry. I don't think he's British. <laughs> Those God are gypsies, Bill. Well, like I told you before, cut it anyway. Breaks. You want to cut it? I'm going to cut it that they're not gypsies. But Rex is no mere brute, like I said. He's got some powers that maybe I didn't pick up on earlier. You know, there's that table in the church that you can't touch. But, you know, Rex catches the, uh, I I think the detective driving down the road, pulls him out and just stares into his eyes with his red beams hypnotizing the detective, which, as we know, makes him do unspeakable acts like pouring the largest amount of gasoline that a gas can that size could definitely never fit. Even if it was full to the brim. But he sets flame to it, burning up everything. So we had the entire police force with us one minute, and the next moment they're engulfed in flames. James, we come to find out the true origin of Rawhead Rex, and he's a little older than he looks, is he not? Yes, he is very old. Somebody said that he was around before, did they say before God? Yeah. Jesus. Yeah? I don't know if that was hyperbole, but man, it's a good thing he didn't create us in his own image, right? (laughs) Well, Father Coot gives some clues as to what he's you know, discovered in his dying words. But it was like someone pulled a string on a CNSA because I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. But like, he mentioned something about the altar. And Hallenbeck knew exactly what to do, even if I didn't. In the altar, we saw that Hallenbeck was talking about with the uh, 
You know, we saw what he was talking about with the missing hand. Because he found that hand in the form of a relic. You like that word, Jay? Well, that relic had to be wielded by a woman. Which I guess turns this from a two thumbs down to two thumbs up for Casey. I thought that was cool. The book didn't have the same ending, though. No, it didn't. It had a very different ending. Like, in the novel, the main character, um, who I guess is like Howard, uh, his name's not Howard in the book, um, he was able to use that relic to weaken Rawhead Rex, um, which allowed him and the villagers to kill the monster. But the talisman depicted a pregnant woman, the antithesis of the monster, and the only thing it fears which dials back to the pregnant lady from earlier. James, you might have had something all along. And they referenced that from the short story Rawhead Rex, Mm. which, if you're looking to read it, was first published in Clive Barker's Books of Blood, Volume 3. Books of Blood, Volume 3. Thank you for that info. I know I was right, Bill. (laughs) I'm going to (laughs) solve. I'll solve this case now. (laughs) Hmm. <laughs> when Mrs. Hallenbeck wields this relic and raises it overhead, it gave us the longest special effects sequence known to man. The absolute longest one. But Yeah, this was crazy. Yeah, it was pretty pretty lengthy. Not a lot of different things happened. It was like the same thing happening over and over and over. Um but that sequence saps Rawhead of his power and me too, pulling him back underground, out of our sight and out of our lives. What do you make of this final standoff? I think it was amazing, Bill. <laughs> James is like Rudy's dad. My eyes have never seen such a beautiful sight. <laughs> I think this movie was... I think you for... forgot the best part of the movie, Bill. By all means, spill it. When old Rawhead baptizes that guy and the priest when sees he pees him. on him. <laughs> it's all about you and bodily fluids, isn't it, James? It's how they... How the priest got killed, Bill? Well, explain it. He got peed on. He was peeing on him, Bill. And the <laughs> so, priest came out there and seen it. And they said, he took off running and they chased after him. So are you saying that it's possible that the R in R. Kelly stands for Rawhead? <laughs> Possibly. Peeing on people, you know. He'll be doing that soon in prison. Uh, yeah, well, he's, um, I'll, I'll stay mum about that. <laughs> but, but, but good for the people that made it happen y'all i like this movie i like it a lot it does what it's supposed to do this movie is bananas it is absolutely bananas and it is absolutely fun it was fun you know we talked about how clive barker hated the film you know and while he you know he wrote the screenplay that is closest to the original story but he didn't like some of the acting which whatever he didn't like the design of Rawhead Rex, but his thoughts on Rawhead Rex actually inspired him to be more involved when making Hellraiser. Which I love. Yeah, Hellraiser does seem like it's up your alley. Hellraiser is great. It should be up everyone's alley. If if Mount Rushmore had five heads on it, Pinhead's sure. up there as, as number five. Sure, sure. For me. For, for you know, the for horror. I've talked about... Oh. James... Turn off your butt plug, please. <laughs> Good lord. Yeah. But, what was I even going to say? You were talking about Mount Rushmore, Hellraiser. Yeah. Pinhead would be the number five. Well, Barker didn't like it. We liked it. Casey, do we know what the critics thought of it? Okay, so, the critics, I will say, didn't 
love it. Um, which I think it's kind of a niche interest. Am I right in thinking that maybe? You are. You are. Um, the critic overall view was a 25%, which is a little rough. Um, but the audience said 39%, so that's a little better. Uh, one of the rotten reviews is Rex himself has always seen so clearly his glowing red eyes forever unable to peer through scenery because all the surroundings are visibly lit up. And then a positive review um, that, that, is... That, that, that review's not, not, not wrong. That, that's a yeah, fair criticism. I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, a positive review is oh, not so not so positive. Uh, a terrible adaptation of a fantastic Clive Barker story from his books of blood. Despite the goofy mask the demon wears, Rex does have some teeth. It earns points for the Rex urinating on willing priest face scene. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it earned points in the end, I guess. So, who was the guy that played uh, played Rex? Heinrich von Schellendorf, right? Yeah. Apparently, he worked crazy. out for uh, two months in order to get in shape to play Rawhead Rex. And um, he was like 19. 19 years old. Such responsibility oh, wow. to put on a young man. Because surely, you know, the director of this film, uh, pa- Pavlo, probably didn't just want to make a one-off. He wanted a franchise guy by that time. Friday the 13th was already a thing. I think Child's Play was a thing by 80. No, maybe not. Child's Play was 88, I think. Oh, yeah, that was a yeah, little I bit think later. you're right. Yeah. Um Hellraiser had not yet come, but we we had Michael Myers, we had uh, you know, Jason, we had yeah, um we had Freddy. I, I think somebody was looking for a franchise guy to hang his hat on. Well he didn't get it with Rawhead Rex. But I had fun watching it. So what are our final thoughts on Rawhead Rex? Ricky? Uh, I mean, like I said, I mean it was a fun film. You know, it's not meant to be taken seriously, and I think, you know, or, you know, what it's worth. I mean, it was it was entertaining to me. Casey. Uh, this movie is fucking bananas, but it was a fun watch. Would you suggest it to a friend to nope. kill an hour and a half? <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> a, a specific type of friend. You, but you've already seen it. Yeah, but I know that we have to know friends of slasher films. Friends, fans who like slasher films who are our friends i mean i think if our listeners if, will enjoy this i would yeah, recommend if, this to our listeners yeah if you're looking for something campy not to be taken seriously for sure definitely check out rawhead rex if you haven't seen it well guess what we've already spoiled it for you anyway look it over let us know what you thought jb this was your pick man i'm glad i could share my childhood terrors with y'all well, I had nightmares to this day. And watching this film again. <laughs> I didn't have nightmares about the movie. I had nightmares about the next time you get to pick. <laughs> it'll come around sooner than we're ready. Yeah, it'll be around before we know it. But what do we have coming up on our next episode of Slashers and Screamers? Well, whose turn is it? Just kidding, it's mine. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh... So, we are watching a cult classic, coming of age... Electric Boogaloo 2. No, demon possession (laughs) film. We are watching Jennifer's Body, one of my favorites. Well, I don't think we have to debate on who the hammer is in this one. (laughs) Hammer time. Everyone's kind of hot. 
everyone's kind of hot in this movie. Yeah, I think that's by design. This this yeah. is one of those movies that um, I like this movie. I have seen it. Um, I think this came at a time where casting directors were pulling all the eye candy into the films as they could. You know, the it actors. Um, but that doesn't take away the fact that this is a fun movie. And if you haven't seen it, watch it between now and then and join us to talk about it. Yes. Make sure you- and when you watch it, you can watch it on, I think it's on Amazon Prime. But I am going to check that real quick before we sign off. What a time to be alive. Truly. And make sure Never. you are uh, finding us on Twitter. I am Billy under Billy El Flaco underscores in between each word. Rick, what's your Twitter handle? I think mine's, I think it's, I think it's Rick Sims 87, I think. It that is sounds Rick right. Sims 87. Yeah. And Final Girl Casey, your yep, Twitter handle? Yep, Final Girl Casey on Instagram and Twitter. And Jennifer's Body is on Amazon Prime free with ads. That's the only place? I thought I just... It, it was on Hulu like two weeks ago, but they just took it off. Okay. And you know what? I think I'm actually thinking of another movie that I saw on Vudu for free right now. I think it's uh, Tamara, Tamara. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. Also, find our guy James, the godfather of Droll on Twitter at JBTheTank underscores in between all those words. I ain't got no Twitter, Bill. Yes, you do. (laughs) Every episode. That's a (laughs) fake account, Bill. It's really not me. That's him. been hacked. (laughs) Yeah. Well, guys, that's going to do it for this episode of Slashers and Screamers. We had a fantastic time reviewing Rawhead Rex. We're going to have a great time reviewing Jennifer's body. So, for Final Girl Casey, the Memphis Menace Rick, the Godfather of Droll James, I am Billy Graves. We will catch you in the gag room.